So once again, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome to Real Estate IQ, number one in deal finding. And welcome to the webinar, Successful Habits Book Club. Thank you all for being with us this afternoon. Once again, I'm Arthur, and let's continue the journey together in this wonderful world of books. Now, why this book club? Well, it has been said that our success is a direct result of all the habits we have. And the more successful habits we adopt, the more successful we become. And reading on a regular basis is one of the most impactful, successful habits we can all develop. And here's a couple of wise words coming from great people. First, we have a mind needs books as a sword needs a whetstone, if it is to keep its edge, by George R.R. Martin. A great book should leave you with many experiences and slightly exhausted at the end. You get to live several lives while reading by William Styrone. And to acquire the habit of reading is to construct for yourself a refuge from all the mysteries of life by W. Somerset Maugham. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, who are we? Well, Real Estate IQ is a technology and data company focused on creating work-from-home automated systems for the real estate investment community. So for those of you who are in search for your next big deal in real estate, we might just have what you are looking for. And these are our work-from-home automated systems. First, we have the deal analysis with unlimited comps. If you want to compare properties according to size, location, this is the first deal for you. Or if you'd like to go one notch higher and make your own deals, then deal finding is just the right, right deal for you with over 45,000 motivated seller leads. And up next, premium with skip trace emails, phone numbers, just grab your phone and get in touch with your next property. And currently, we're offering two new services, and that's first this Customer Relationship Management, or CRM, to automate your investing business. We have created a system out of the many softwares to make it easier for you to manage your businesses. And of course, staffing, uh, this is a new feature. We've just given this a few months ago. If you are looking to hire additional personnel for your real estate operations to do cold calling or to become your virtual assistant, you know, we can help you out with that. And our mission to empower your journey to freedom and success. Our company core values, integrity, the quality of being honest, being trustworthy, and having strong moral principles. Growth-oriented. You know, it is the belief that you can learn more, expand, get better through hard work, dedication, and perseverance. And champion mindset, the mindset of a champion is flexible and strong, and they have the ability to cope with setbacks and obstacles. These are the qualities we stand for. Our vision for this book club is to bring together a core group of highly motivated individuals and high performers to grow together. I would like to invite you to come and join our passive investment program. So stay on top of passive investment opportunities in the real estate IQ community. For program benefits, networking opportunities, and others, please visit our site at realestateiq.co slash invest with us. And this is our timeline for this afternoon. In a while, I'll be showing you the highlights of chapters 11 and 12. And at 5.15, we're going to have our discussion with the panelists, Michael and Brent. And the last 10 minutes will be dedicated, dedicated for online networking. So we'd love to hear from you. So if you can turn on your microphones and your cameras towards the last 10 minutes of the show, that's going to be great. And here's a disclaimer, all information in the presentation is intended for educational purposes only. We didn't offer financial or legal advice.
and may have this pleasure of introducing our distinguished members of the panel who will help us with the lessons of this book. First up, his expertise are in the field of residential and commercial real estate, communication, creative problem solving, deal structuring, and strategy. Ladies and gentlemen, real estate investor, coach, and speaker, Mr. Brent Mott. And second, his expertise are, you know, he's offering complete end-to-end -end turnkey support and power team. He's called the closer, the president of Briar Court Homes, Mr. Michael Jeftes. And this is the book we're talking about, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Here we go. And here's chapter 11, The Mystery of Sex Transmutation. The meaning of the word transmute is, in simple language, the changing or transferring of one element or form of energy into another. Sex transmutation is simple and easily explained. It means the switching of the mind from thoughts of physical expression to the thoughts of some other nature. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, this motivating force maintains all of its attributes of keenness of imagination, courage, etc., which may be used as a powerful creative force in literature, art, or in any other profession or calling, including, of course, the accumulation of riches. And here's the 10 mind stimuli. The human mind responds to stimuli through which it may be keyed up to high rates of vibration known as enthusiasm, creative imagination, intense desire, etc. The stimuli to which the mind responds most freely are the following. First, the desire for sex expression, love. Third, a burning desire for fame, power, or financial gain, or in other words, money. Music, friendship. A mastermind alliance based on the harmony of two or more people who ally themselves for spiritual or temporal advancement. Seventh, mutual suffering, such as those experienced by, you know, persecuted people. Autosuggestion. Nine, fear. And ten, narcotics and alcohol. Now, genius is developed through the sixth sense. The sixth sense is creative imagination. A relatively small number of people use, with deliberation and purpose for thoughts, the faculty of creative imagination. Those who use this faculty voluntarily and with understanding of its functions are geniuses. The faculty of creative imagination is the direct link between the finite mind of man and the infinite intelligence, also called revelations referred to in the realm of religion, and all discoveries of basic or new principles in the field of invention take place through the faculty of creative imagination. When ideas or concepts flash into one's mind, though what is popularly called a hunch, they may come from one or more of the following sources. First, infinite intelligence. Second, one's subconscious mind wherein, in, you know, wherein is stored every sense, impression, and thought impulse which ever reached the brain through any of the five senses. Third, from the mind of some other person who has just released the thought or picture of the idea or concept through conscious thought or from other person's subconscious storehouse. There are no other known sources from which inspired ideas or hunches may be received. 
The creative imagination functions best when the mind is vibrating due to some form of mind stimulation at an exceedingly high rate. That is when the mind is functioning at a rate of vibration higher than that of ordinary normal thought. When the brain action has been stimulated through one or more of the 10 mind stimulants, it has the effect of lifting the individual far above the horizon of ordinary thought and permits him to envision distance, scope, and quality of thoughts not available on the lower plane, such as that occupied when one is engaged in the solution of the problems of business and professional routine. When lifted to this higher level of thought through any form of mind stimulation, an individual occupies relatively the same position as a one who has ascended into an airplane to a height from which he may see over and beyond the horizon line, which limits his vision while on the ground. Moreover, while on this higher level of thought, the individual is not hampered or bound by any of the stimuli which circumscribe and limit his vision while wrestling with the problems of gaining the three basic necessities of food, clothing, and shelter. He is in a world of thought in which the ordinary workaday thoughts have been effectively removed as the hills and the valleys when he, is, when he rises in an airplane. While on this exalted plane of thought, the creative faculty of the mind is given freedom for action. The way has been cleared for the sixth sense to function. It becomes receptive to ideas which could not reach the individual under any other circumstances. The sixth sense is the faculty which marks the difference between a genius and an ordinary individual. The creative faculty becomes more alert and receptive to vibrations originating outside the individual's subconscious mind. The more this faculty is used and the more the individual relies upon it, you know, and makes demands upon for, for it, um, upon it for thought impulses, this faculty can be cultivated and developed only through use, that which is known as one's conscience operates entirely through the faculty of the sixth sense. The great artists, writers, musicians, and poets become great because they acquire the habit of relying upon the still small voice which speaks from within to the faculty of creative imagination. It is a fact well known to people who have keen imaginations that their best ideas come through so-called hunches. There is a great orator who does not attain to greatness until he closes his eyes and begins to rely entirely upon the faculty of creative imagination. When asked why he closed his eyes just before the, he, the climaxes of his oratory, he replied, I do it because then I speak through ideas which come from me from within. One of America's most successful and best-known financiers followed the habit of closing his eyes for two or three minutes before making a decision. When asked why he did this, he replied, with my eyes closed, I am able to draw upon a source of superior intelligence. If he finds this accumulated knowledge to be insufficient for the completion of his invention, he then draws upon the sources of knowledge available to him through his creative faculty. This method is which he does his varies with the individual, but this is the sum and substance of his procedure. Number one, he stimulates his mind so that it vibrates on a higher than average plane, using one or more of the 10 mind stimulants or some other stimulant of his choice. And second, he concentrates upon the known factors 
of his invention and creates in his mind a perfect picture of unknown factors of his invention. He holds this picture in mind until it has been taken over by the subconscious mind, then relaxes by clearing his mind of all thought and waits for his answer to flash in his mind. Sometimes the results are both definite and immediate. At other times, the results are negative depending upon the state of development of the sixth sense or creative faculty. Mr. Thomas Edison tried out more than 10,000 different combinations of ideas through the synthetic faculty of his imagination before he tuned in through the creative faculty and get the answer which perfected the incandescent light. His experience was similar when he produced the talking machine. Surely no one will misunderstand these statements to mean that all who are highly sexed are geniuses. Man attains to the status of a genius only when and if he stimulates his mind so that it draws upon the forces available through the creative faculty of the imagination. And here's chapter 12, the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind consists of a field of conscience, consciousness in which every impulse of thought that reaches the objective mind through any of the five senses, senses is classified and recorded and from which thoughts may be recalled or withdrawn as letters may be taken from a filing cabinet. It receives and files sense impressions or thoughts regardless of their nature. You may voluntarily plant in your subconscious mind any plan, thought, or purpose which you desire to translate into its physical or monetary equivalent. <clears throat> the subconscious acts first on dominating desires which have been mixed with the emotional feelings such as faith. Everything which man creates begins in the form of a thought impulse. Man cre can create nothing which he does not conceive in thought. Through the aid of imagination, thought impulses may be assembled into plans. The imagination, when under control, may be used for the creation of plans or purposes that lead to success in one's chosen occupation. And here's the seven major positive emotions. Desire, faith, love, sex, enthusiasm, romance, and hope. And the seven major negative emotions, according to the author, fear, jealousy, hatred, revenge, greed, superstition, and anger. <clears throat> Positive and negative emotions cannot occupy the mind at the same time. One or the other must dominate. It is your responsibility to make sure that positive emotions constitute the dominating influence of your mind. Here, the law of habits will come to your aid. Form the habit of applying and using the positive emotions. Eventually, they will dominate your mind so completely that the negatives cannot enter it. So that's our summary for chapters 11 and 12. Let me now turn over the floor to Michael and Brett. Brent, you're on, uh, you're on mute. Well, you just missed some great information. It was they were the winning one... lottery numbers, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But the way the lottery works now is they do the drawing and then you pick your numbers. It's like an election. Um, all right. But uh, nobody, nobody picked up. I, I, I heard they changed the numbers after somebody's declared a winner. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, but what, I, what I'm saying is I do want to keep you on your toes. And I would like to talk about chapter 12 before chapter 11. Um, because chapter 12, you've heard me talk a lot about the subconscious mind. 
this is absolutely crucial. So I want to focus on that uh, and then go back to, uh, to chapter 11. So uh, does that just destroy your plans, Michael? Are you okay with that? I, I think I can just, you know, twist away and get all my nerves out right now and go with the flow, but it's going to be a tough one. There we go. There we go. So uh, the, the, this chapter on the subconscious mind is, I, I mean, I probably would have done better to have a, a, a reverse highlighter to unhighlight the stuff just because everything in here is so great. Um, uh, the, the subconscious mind is just absolutely incredible. So first thing, the subconscious mind works day and night. And it's going to work on whatever we give it to work on. It doesn't take time off. You cannot entirely control your subconscious mind, but you can voluntarily hand over to it any plan, desire, or purpose you wish to be transformed uh, into concrete form. So we don't have it, we don't have control over it. That's why it's a subconscious mind and not a conscious mind. But we can give it things to focus on. We can tell our subconscious mind this is relevant. This is what's important. This is what we need to focus on. And it's going to focus on whatever you focus on. So uh, last week, uh, I talked about another book that I'm uh, doing right now. It's called The Magic. And it's a it's, it's super hippy dippy. Um, it's by the same people that do the uh, the secret. Uh, but the magic is is just a major focus on gratitude. And it gives you exercises every day um, to, to kind of focus on uh, being thankful for what you have. So every morning, uh, write down 10 things uh, that I'm grateful for. Uh, and, and when you give your subconscious mind, and, and the, the purpose of doing that is I'm rewiring my subconscious mind to look for opportunities uh, to be grateful. So... Um, Michael, you probably don't even remember this, but uh, about a month ago, uh, you you were talking about something. You said, look, I don't want to be a Pollyanna here. I, I don't want to be a Pollyanna here um, and, and look for this. And uh, it refer the, the gratitude book referenced the movie Pollyanna. So I watched it. And uh, without, without getting political, I got sucked in. I got sucked into politics. And I'm an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm going to be successful regardless of who is president, but it was affecting my mood and it, and it was affecting the way that I was. Um, so I've been just, I, I, I've been no Ben Shapiro, no Matt Walsh, no Andy Clavin, none of it for uh, a week or so. And, you know, I'm, I'm happier. I'm happier. I'm less entertained. Or actually, I'm not even less entertained. I'm just entertained in a different way. But I watched uh, uh, the movie Pollyanna, uh, and it's it pretty much it's a it's was made in 1959 or 1960, and it's this little girl that just looks for every opportunity to be happy. And you know what? I don't I don't care if I am a Pollyanna. I don't care if I am uh, naive or whatever. I'd rather be happy. And if, and if you're not happy that I'm happy, well, I'm happy. So I don't care what you think. Uh, so I'm really focused on programming my mind to, to look for opportunities to be happy and grateful. Um, and we can also uh, program our mind to look for opportunities for financial success. And that's, that's what he's really driving into.
And you, you Remember, know, along those lines, it's interesting, Brent, because um, you know I'm a competitive shooter, but we also uh, do a lot of training with SWAT and military and things like that. And I uh, train women in self-defense. And it, it's interesting because once you start taking those courses and once you start talking to a lot of these people and learning what they look for about with other people and situational awareness, and you start looking around, I will tell you that no trip to Target or Walmart or McDonald's will ever be the same. And you're gonna start noticing there is a lot more criminal element, a lot more crime and a lot more illicit stuff going around you every minute of every day that you are never aware, aware of. And it's sort of like when you talk about, you know, when you're driving, you've trained your mind to look for, for opportunities, business opportunities, you know, it's, it's that same thing. Um, it, it, when, when you start forcing yourself to focus on something, you're, you're going to notice a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and it's the, you give it what to focus on. All right. So the next thing that I've got, remember your subconscious mind functions voluntarily, whether you make any effort to influence it or not, you don't get to turn it off. The nat. Uh, this naturally suggests to you that thoughts of fear and poverty and all negative thoughts serve as stimuli to your subconscious mind, unless you master these impulses and give it more desirable food upon which to feed. Uh, the subconscious mind will not remain idle. So uh, one of the uh, that one of the, one of the things that, that a lot of financial books um, will talk about, and I love. I study the things that I want in my life because that I'm working on programming my subject, my subconscious mind to look for things. So I study happiness. I study love. I study good relationships. I study wealth. I read, uh, I, I have Z I personally have $0 in the stock market. And I probably know more about the stock market than, than most people because I read so many books about the stock market because um, that it teaches my mind to think about real estate in different ways. Um, but one of the things, uh, one of my favorite authors is Tony Robbins and he, he's written three books now on finance. And one of the things that uh, a lot of people get hung up on is I want to get out of debt. I want to get out of debt. I want to get out of debt. But if you're focusing on, I want to get out of debt, what your subconscious mind hears is debt, 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 debt. So focus on what you want, not what you don't want is, is a really powerful thing to do with your subconscious mind. So focus on how do I generate wealth? I want to look for opportunities to make more money. I want to look for opportunities to invest well. And in that way, it's a um, and never say uh, I want to get out of debt. I want to be debt free. So we want to focus on positives, not negatives, because when we focus on negatives, that's what we're programming our subconscious mind for. But when we po focus on uh, a positive, we're giving our brain something uh, forward to look after. Uh, but I, I just love how we keep on emphasizing the subconscious mind will not remain idle. Uh, you are now engaged in trying to help shut off the flow of negative impulses and to aid in voluntary influencing your subconscious mind through positive impulses of desire. So focus on what you want. Um, uh, th this is a, a super right brain book and you know, it, because it all works. Uh, uh, I'm a big fan of visualization, of visualization 
and picturing what do I want? Uh, because that's programming your subconscious mind. Uh, if you get on YouTube, there is a, uh, if you YouTube Tony Robbins priming, uh, P-R-I-M-I-N-G, Tony Robbins priming, what he does is he does a breathing exercise uh, uh, followed by it's a guided meditation. And one of the things that you do is you focus on, uh, he does a focus on gratitude and a focus on, uh, visualization of things that you want. So, uh, have your goals written down and have a good visualization of the things that you're, that you're looking for, that you want to achieve. Um, uh, it is a well-known fact that emotion, uh, or feeling rules the majority of people. Okay, so uh, th this is even more evident in today's world. Uh, people lack logic. Log logic makes zero decisions. Uh, it is a well-known fact that emotion or feeling rules the majority of people. So stepping outside of the uh, subconscious mind conversation, keep that in mind when you're negotiating with homeowners. Keep that, that's something that we can apply differently in our business is we have to appeal to emotions. People make decisions based off of emotion and they need just enough logic to justify their decision to, the, to a friend, okay? And most people don't even need a little bit of logic. So appeal to people's emotional nature. We don't, we're not necessarily gonna go to their logical nature. So when we're, when we're doing our marketing to the real estate IQ lists, uh, pretty much every one of every one of those motivating factors are going to be very very emotional um uh, and very right brain individuals uh the exception to the rule so uh left brainers left brainers are analytical logical thinkers left brainers don't go to foreclosure they, they just don't that, that doesn't happen um uh so you don't need to communicate with a left brainer that's facing foreclosure where you're going to run into left brainers uh, more than anywhere else is going to be on probates probates the executor of the estate you will get left brainers but the financially motivated list are almost all are almost never uh true left brainers because they think too many steps ahead so uh, that's something to apply to your business directly is people make decisions based off of emotion, not off of facts or logic. Uh, there are seven major positive emotions and seven major negative emotions. The negatives voluntarily inject themselves into thought impulses, ensuring their passage into the subconscious mind. The positives must be injected. Okay. The natural state is chaos. The natural state is chaos. When we leave things to their own, to their own accord, they fall apart. Okay. If we're not consciously pruning our subconscious mind, if we're not constantly putting good things into our subconscious mind, those negatives are going to be uh, working their way backwards. Okay. So uh, there is no standing still and starting a business or in success. There is no such thing as standing still. It's forward or backwards. Success is a river. If you're standing still, you're getting left behind. Okay, but you have to be cognizant. You have to be conscious of what you put into your subconscious mind. Uh, is, and, and you have to make that decision. Otherwise, 
it's going to, things are going to go to their natural state of chaos. Uh, Israel, um, I think our next book is going to be uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Uh, I think that getting in and doing these basics, back to basics books is, is absolutely incredible. Uh, this How to Win Friends and Influence, or excuse me, the, the Thinking Grow Rich is great for entrepreneurship in general. Uh, how to win friends and influence people that is uh, going to be uh, uh, great for uh, the human interaction that we have in our business. So uh, both great books, both classics. I've read both a dozen times um, and going through this for the 13th time um, ha has been great for me uh, and great for my business. And uh, Chris Roach um, is, a, is a new investor friend of mine. Um, Chris says that he reads this book every day, every year on New Year's Day. And I am adding that to my, uh, I'm, I'm adding that to my traditions. So I'll be reading this book again on New Year's Day. So by, by the way, uh, I've been trying to follow your example and I've tried to cut back on the news intake, but I accidentally just perused and saw who's going to be heading the transition team for the health and human services and the labor department. And needless to say, uh, anxiety is set back in. Let's do some, do some meditation after this. All right. Uh, uh, so uh, keep on going. Positive and negative emotions cannot occupy the mind at the same time. Michael. Positive and negative emotions cannot occupy the mind at the same time. Uh, one or the other must dominate. It is your responsibility to make sure the positive emotions constitute the dominating influence of your mind. Here, the law of habit will come to your aid. Form the habit of applying and using the positive emotions. Eventually, they will dominate your mind so completely that the negatives cannot enter. Okay? So... Plant the mind the, in the habit, desire, okay? That focus on, um, that's where the visualization of what you want. Uh, focus on love, focus on enthusiasm, focus on hope, focus on faith, um, focus on gratitude. Gratitude, I'm adding an eighth positive emotion of gratitude. Focus on gratitude. All right. By the way, uh, Michael, I don't I don't know the political leanings of everybody on here, but we're in a, a counter cyclical business. If the economy crashes, we do better. All right. So yes, I prefer the country not be destroyed while I'm trying to make more money. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, if you pray for a thing, but have fear as you pray that you may not receive it or that your prayer will not be acted upon by infinite intelligence, your prayer will be have been in vain. So when we hope and pray, when we have faith, when we are programming our subconscious mind, picture it as if it has already happened. All right. The subconscious mind is the intermediary that translates one prayers into infinite intelligence. All right. So the subconscious mind, incredibly, incredibly powerful. Faith and fear make poor bedfellows. Where one is found, the other cannot exist. All right. Okay. Uh, Michael, anything else on the subconscious mind before we work our way backwards? Talk about sex. 
Yeah, I, I want to, and, and actually, I don't remember if it fit into chapter 11 or chapter 12, but we were talking in Arthur's awesome review. He was talking about, um, you know, looking at things from a higher level subconsciously and all that. And when I was reading that, it kind of reminded me of when an athlete gets in the zone, that you almost become hyper-focused. You, you're seeing everything almost in slow motion and, and, and you're, you're operating at a much higher level than normally. Absolutely. And, and I mean, when you, when you hear about the, the greats, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, when they, how many times do they see themselves shooting that free throw? How many times are they doing it? Having that, how, how many times have they seen themselves have success at that? Um, and they generate both. Uh, so there was, there was a study and I'm going to, uh, mess this up. Um, but there was a study and they took, uh, two groups of basketball players and they had, uh, one group practice a a thousand free throws and another group visualize a thousand free throws. And, uh, the group that visualized did better than the groups that actually practiced. So um that's much more anecdotal than i prefer uh i'd I'd much rather be able to cite the specific study um but visualization and programming the subconscious mind definitely works all right uh i'm gonna be real honest the the mystery of sex transmutation i uh i thought it was a little weird I'm, I'm not going to lie here. I, the, I, don't, I don't know if I'm not mature enough for it. It says that you've got to be in your 40s or 50s before you hit your peak. And that I, 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 I'm going to go through stuff and I'm going to share the stuff that resonated with me. I thought this one was a little bit like, like I'm a right brainer and I'm into spacey stuff. This one was, I read it and I got good stuff out of it. I thought it was a little creepy. I'm not going to lie. But still good stuff all right um a good definition of a genius is a person who has discovered how to increase the vibrations of thought to the point where they can freely communicate the source of knowledge not available through ordinary rate of vibration alone okay taking things to the next level those who use this uh faculty voluntarily and one to uh and with understanding of its function is a genius. Uh, so d- talking about developing that sixth sense, that kind of hunch, that gut feel. Um, uh, and continuing talking about that, that sixth sense, that, that hunch, that gut feel, the faculty can be cultivated and developed only through use. Um, and I think a lot of that's gonna come through developing the, the subconscious mind further. Uh, yeah, this one was a weird chapter. I'm not going to lie. All right. Uh, nature has prepared her own potions with which people may safely stimulate their mind. So they vibrate on a plane that enables them to tune in to fine and rare thoughts from the great unknown. So he was talking about uh, different stimulants and some, some are external, some are internal and, and utilizing those, um, whether that's uh, alcohol, uh, whether that's, you know, the, this feeling of, of sex, thought, romance, 
Um, and, and I mean, I, I get the drive. I mean, I, I understand that. And I, uh, the sales is sales, regardless of whether you're selling a product, selling an idea, uh, or selling yourself, uh, as in the, in the dating realm, sales is sales is sales. It doesn't really matter what the product is. It's, it's all the same skill set. Um, and uh, one of the things that he talked about in the book was, you know, if, uh, uh, if there if there were no women, men would achieve nothing. I, I mean, let's let's be real honest. If there weren't women in this world, I'd I'd be just fine sleeping in the dirt. I like I uh, not not six feet under the dirt. Just literally, I'd be like okay, just in a hovel somewhere, and I, I wouldn't work nearly the way that I the way that I have uh, if it weren't. So I I get what he's talking about. Um, and Judy definitely balances me out when, when he talks about having, uh, that life partner in your, in your personal setting that balances you out. I mean, that, that's, uh, that's huge. And that's helped me a ton, uh, become a better person, uh, in general, not just, uh, better in business. Um, the world is ruled and the destiny of civilization is established by the human emotions. People are influenced in their actions, not by reason so much as by feelings. This goes back into that negotiation that I was talking about um, in the last chapter. Um, another, uh, he, he was talking about magnetism and, and personal magnetism. Uh, I would call it charisma. And uh, I, I taught a negotiation course this work this weekend, and what we say isn't nearly as important as how we say it. So what we say isn't as important as how we say it. The the way that we communicate, yes, is verbal. It's the actual words that we say, uh, but more importantly, it's the tone that we use. It's the volume that we use. It's our body language, our physiology. Um, how we act, the posture, um, uh, and the care. So he calls it the posture and the carriage of the carriage of the body. Um, how, how you hold yourself, um, whether that's with confidence, whether that's with authority, um, uh, and, and so on and so forth. And then body adornment, uh, this, this comes down to, you know, how do you present yourself to the world around you? Um, how are you, are you sloppy? Are you, uh, polished? Do you look, uh, do you look presentable? Um, uh, it's, it's kind of bad that I have to bring this up occasionally with adults have good hygiene. It's not that hard. Just have good hygiene. Don't be gross. All right. Uh, when employing salespeople, the more capable sales manager looks for the quality of personal magnetism. All right. Personal magnetism. Are you likable? Are you likable? Um, think about a major purchase that you've made. Um, have you ever, when you were looking at two competing products, um, have you bought from the person that you liked, even though you liked the other product better? When I was at Cadillac, um, I had people that bought from me because they liked me. Um, I had three different individuals when I left call me and say, we hate that you're gone, but we're kind of glad that you are because we've wanted a Lexus for the last two cars that we bought. All right. But they, they wouldn't buy a car from anybody but me. 
Um, and, and that's just because of the ability to build rapport, to build a relationship um, and that likability. Uh, Robert Cialdini wrote a book called Influence uh, that was really, that's really good. We should read that one after uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's a, that's a great book on negotiation. Um, but he talks about the principle of liking um, as, as being one of the, the major things. Uh, and we've got to uh, have this personal magnetism uh, and this likability for people to want to do business with us. Uh, so that's, that's a good lead into how to win friends and influence people for our next book. There we go. So let's do that. Uh, when employing salespeople, the more capable sales manager looks for quality of uh, personal magnetism. So that likability. Uh, every intelligent. That's sort of like what we've talked about in the past, Brent, you and I, where we talk about um, certainly when I was hiring people as a hiring manager, and I'm sure you've seen the same also, that you hire based on personality, based on, eth based on ethics, based on drive. We can teach them the, the, the work stuff. We can teach them the skills. You can't teach them common sense. You can't teach them the motivation. That needs to come from within. Absolutely. There, there has to be a drive. Um, when, I'm, uh, when I'm hiring, I love hiring athletes. I love, love former athletes. Um, just that, that competitive drive um, is, is huge. Absolutely huge. Um, uh, so veterans and athletes are the, I'll, I'll take veterans and athletes over college grads every day of the week. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, Israel, thank you for your service. Any other veterans on the call? Thank you so much for your service. Um, and anybody watching this, even if it's not Veterans Day when you watch a recording, thank you so much. Uh, I genuinely appreciate you. Um, and, and I know Michael and Arthur and Kyle do as well. I'll speak for them. 100%. Right. And if they don't appreciate you, then I don't like them anymore. I'm not, we're not friends. All right. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that level of, of drive, ambition, charisma is, is huge. Uh, every intelligent person knows the stimulation and excess through alcoholic drink and narcotics is a form of intemperance that destroys the vital organs of the body, including the brain. Manage yourself. Manage yourself. All right. And, and when Michael tries to tempt you with vodka, <laughs> moderation. I'm 73 three days into 75 hard, by the way. Um, but so th this is something, uh, this is something that, that I'm, I'm going to share with a, a lot of people in my network. A lot of people that get into real estate investing realize, you know, they, they hit kind of, there, there's something about that 50 age that people are like, Oh crap, I've got to do something different. Um, the level of people that hit their stride after 50 is huge is huge. So this is a, a full paragraph um, that I'm, that I'm going to dive into. Seldom does an individual embark upon highly creative effort in any field of endeavor, endeavor before the age of 40. For the average person, the greatest capacity to create is between 40 and 60. These statements are based upon careful analysis of thousands of men and women. 
that they should be encouraging to those who fail to arrive before the age of 40 and to those who become frightened at the approach of old age around the 40 year mark the year between 40 and 50 are as a rule the most fruitful uh, one should approach this age not with fear and trembling but with hope and eager anticipation and this is probably why this chapter didn't resonate as well with me is because I'm not at the magic age yet. I'm not there yet. Uh, biographies of industry, uh, industrialists and financiers are filled with evidence that the period from 40 to 60 is the most productive age. All right, so, uh, so many people tell me, man, I wish I got into this when I was your age. Well, I wish I got into it 20 years earlier too. Um, uh, but, you're you're in the prime you're you're in prime time if you're in that age bracket uh there is no other road to genius than through voluntary self-effort effort there's no way to hit the success that we're looking for without making that choice uh for yourself um michael do you have anything else anything else to add no i think the, we pretty much weaved it into yeah. the conversation yeah um the i i, I don't know I, I think it's because i'm immature i don't know but the the transmutation of, of the sex energy it's always this chapter has always weirded me out a little bit the the whole time uh i, I mean whatever you want pursue it like you're pursuing what you want when you're 20 i, I mean go after it uh, same vigor, same fervor. Uh, do we want to bring everybody in to, to see if they were, if they were able to get any more mature, uh, mature when I say adult, uh, well, I'm, I'm not even going to touch it. Any, any, did anybody get anything good out of the chapter? <laughs> That's okay, Brad. How about let's get them in. If you'd like to say a few words, please. Um, now is your chance. So we have chapters 11 and 12 about um, sex transmutation. And uh, all right, so Kyle, let's have everybody join the panelists. So if you'd like to come and join the discussion, please turn on your microphones and your cameras. Now, while we're waiting for everybody to get in, just a heads up, we have three holidays coming in in the next few weeks and uh, already consulted with Brent, but uh, this is also a heads up for Michael. On the week of um, the Thanksgiving, that's gonna be on the 26th, that's a Thursday. Now, the day before that, we're gonna be having you know, it's actually our our regular schedule for the book club. But since we expect a lot of people to be traveling, going back to their families, you know, or maybe going shopping to prepare for the next day's dinner. So we're going to skip um, the book club on this week. And same goes for December 23 and December 30th. But don't you worry, we'll be sending out emails so that, you know, you can just focus on the holiday, holidays for November and December. All right. So here we are. We'd like to hear your thoughts about our chapters for today. So, Larry, welcome back to the show. Let's hear your thoughts, please. Larry, you're muted. Larry's pretending he's Brent. He's talking with you. No, no, I, I, I've enjoyed the book. I always have. Um, good, good thoughts, and for being so old or, or written so long ago, and and Brent and Michael, you guys are great. So keep up the good work. Yes, they are. I totally agree with you, Larry. 
Now, how about David? David, share your thoughts to us, please. Well, actually, I haven't I haven't read this uh, these two chapters yet, or listened to them yet, but or, or this time, anyways. But I've been through the book before, and I, I can't agree with Brent Moore and, and Michael about how the subconscious. I mean, that it's it's a ten thousand pound gorilla, right? That runs our world, and we have to train it. it it's not training us. We have to train it, and we just have to have that discipline to do it. And and um, it's really interesting too, um, Brent's comments about. Um, uh, um, the, the prayers, you know, you sit down and do your visualization, your prayers, and to me, that, that that's very much of the secret-ish, if you will, you know, putting that message out into the into the universe that this is what you want and this is how you want it. And um, I, I catch myself quite often thinking, oh gosh, should I have a negative energy today, today, or a positive energy today? So it's 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 interesting. I, I like the chapter certainly of the subconscious mind and being being able to train that for us. Excellent. Thank you, David. Pedro, Israel, any thoughts? Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm driving tonight, uh, oh. so I can't really participate too much, but I'll continue listening on this great discussion and wait to start the next book. So, All right. Thank you, Israel. Greg, I'm just going to add something to what David said, if I can, if we have a second. And, and yes. David, I, I like where you were going with, with the religion thing. Um, so, so being Greek Orthodox, it's a very complex religion for us. And, and I've spent a lot of time learning it and, and studying and all that stuff. And it's very interesting because what you were saying and what Brent was saying about the, the, the challenges of having to train that subconscious mind, there's also... Um, for those, and I'm not preaching religion here, but for, for those that are of the religious side, there's also that, well, not only are you up against the subconscious mind, you're up against uh, other forces that try and make things difficult or or interfere or make you less successful or put doubt. And that's one of the ways that, that uh, when a lot of people will talk about uh, Satan or something like that, he tries to the way he gets you to do the evils by putting doubt in your mind. You're not good at what you do. You're no good. You're never going to amount to anything. So it, it's just interesting that on a variety of levels, there are challenges that, that people need to overcome on a daily basis. And you do need to do that. And you do need to stay focused to stay positive and be successful. Great insight there, Michael. Thank you. Yes, any other? Well, it looks like we had another productive session today. Thank you so much for for your take for taking the time to be here. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Brent. Excellent as always. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week for the last three remaining chapters, the chapters 13, 14, and 15. So thank you so much. Let's call it today. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.